Today on In Grace, we're on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, the quest to rebuild the Jewish Temple. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. Welcome to our exciting adventure series, In Grace. We are going to take you to several places today as we are going to feature the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple. I think you know that In Grace loves adventure, we love the Bible, and we love Bible prophecy. And today, all of these things are going to come together in a really remarkable radio program. You might know In Grace on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we feature preaching from a pulpit in Lake Zurich, Illinois, near Chicago. But then on Fridays and weekends, we get on an airplane or a car, we go places. Today, we're going to take you to two main places. We're going to be going to the Dallas, Texas area to meet a cow. You say, whoa, 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 what are you talking about? Why would that connect with Bible prophecy? Well, simply put, the Bible says in the end times, the temple in Jerusalem, the Jewish temple, will be rebuilt. We read about that in Daniel and in Revelation. The Antichrist, the future dominating world leader, will desecrate the temple. To desecrate it, it has to be built. And so we know the Bible predicts that. And as we go to Israel today and other places, we're finding a movement that wants to do this. But how does that connect to a cow? Well, there's something that has to happen before Israel can offer their sacrifices, before they can resume the temple operation. And that is the ceremony of the red heifer. And we're going to talk about that and so much more today and for the next two Friday and weekend editions of In Grace. Now, something that will really help you understand the end times and Bible prophecy is a resource that we have here. We call it the Armageddon's Dawn Prophecy Chart. When you contact us, just ask for the prophecy chart. It's for free. All you have to do is call us or go to our website or write to us. To call us, the number is 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE. My dad, who started our media ministry, called it the unforgettable number. Now try to forget it. You can't. 1-800-78-GRACE. Get the free prophecy chart or go to ingraceradio.com, ingraceradio.com. There you can ask us to mail you one or you can actually download it and view it on your devices or print it out yourself. So call us or go to our website or write to us. Our mailing address is ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Now, another really important resource that I think will really help you understand what the Bible says about the end times is the three-part video series that we're going to hear the first part today, The Quest to rebuild the Jewish temple. You really need to see this as well as hear it today. How do you get the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple video series? Well, we would love to send you a copy either digitally or DVD. 
And that is for your gift of any amount to In Grace. You're going to get this great resource. Give a gift of any amount. That gift will make sure we reach more people with the truth of the Bible, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we have something really exciting that I'd like to tell you about. We have a beautiful canvas print of the temple in Jerusalem. I would love to send this to you for your gift of $150 or more. You're going to get that beautiful canvas print of the temple. You're going to get the Quest DVD or digital download and the Armageddon's Dawn prophecy chart. Contact us today, 1-800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Growing up, my dad preached about the end times, and he would tell us that there were Bible prophecies about the Jewish temple being rebuilt. This always intrigued me, and when I started to go to Israel for myself, I could imagine the temple standing there as I gazed upon the Temple Mount. After spending many years touring and filming in Israel, I've noticed more and more people talking about the importance of rebuilding the temple. It feels like Bible prophecy is coming to life before my very eyes. About a year ago, I got a text from a friend in Texas who was working on trying to find pure red heifers and getting them to Israel. He's a Christian who loves Israel very much, and he even lives in Israel much of the time. He told me that InGrace could have an inside look at his quest to find the perfect red heifer so that Israel could be purified for the resumption of the temple sacrifices. After starting to film the red heifer story, we kept meeting other people who were involved in making a third temple a reality. From a rancher in Texas, to a heart-making couple in Israel, to a museum in Jerusalem, to a farm near Jericho, these people all feel like God wants them involved in this incredible quest to rebuild the Jewish temple. We're in Texas and we're looking for cows. This is one of the most interesting stories we've ever told because what we're looking for here in Texas actually has to do with Israel and Israel's redemption. Here we are at a ranch that has red heifers. Later, we're going to tell you the amazing story of these red heifers' flight to Israel. But let's first talk about the Bible's prophecies about the rebuilding of the temple and the history of the previous temples. When John was given his vision of the future, he wrote about a temple during the tribulation period. Revelation 11:1 says, rise and measure the temple of God and the altar and them that worship therein. This passage teaches that the Jewish temple will be standing in Jerusalem at least by the midpoint of the future tribulation period. We know that the temple isn't in existence today, but Jesus predicted that. He said in Matthew 24, 2, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Jesus' prediction came true when Rome destroyed the temple. 
A few verses later, Jesus predicted that the temple would be desecrated, and of course, by implication, it means that it has to be in existence. In Matthew 24, 15 and 16, Jesus said, When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet stand in the holy place, then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Jesus was referencing the prophet Daniel's prediction of the Antichrist's desecration of the temple in Daniel 9.27. The Apostle Paul also referenced the Antichrist's desecration of the temple when he said in 2 Thessalonians 2, 3 and 4, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there be a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshiped, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. In order for the Antichrist to set himself up to be worshiped halfway through the tribulation, the temple must be rebuilt. While most of the people we talk to who want to rebuild the temple don't understand these prophecies, their hearts seem pure. They want to resume the temple sacrifices as a way of pleasing God. They all yearn for the day when the temple will stand again. Rabbi Hanan Hubietsky, you are very involved in the desire for there to be the third temple. I start saying, us as Jews, we, we pray three times a day. And one of the things that we pray in every prayer of ours is build Jerusalem. Right? We want God to come back. It's been 2,000 years that uh, kind of our direct phone call has been kind of disconnected in a certain sense. And now we're coming back, or we, God has brought us back to, to here. I mean, we could be having this conversation here in, in Jerusalem for, for centuries. Jews had prayed for this moment, and we have the privilege to actually be sitting here and talking. Rabbi Saki Memo was part of the group responsible for bringing the Texas red heifers to Israel. As we stood on the property on the Mount of Olives that had been bought for the red heifer ceremony, I wanted to know what the rebuilding of the temple meant to him. We are in time of redemption. And part of the redemption is to build new building, to build new train, to build new uh, autonomic car. But the second level is to build a spirituality. Why is this spot so important to God? Well, there's a Jewish tradition that says that this rock is the foundation stone of creation. Many centuries after Abraham, King David captured the city of Jerusalem from the Jebusites. He moved his capital here, and he lived in the fortress of Zion, which he called the city of David. Since the time of the Exodus, the tabernacle was the place of meeting between God and man. David even brought the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem, and he yearned for a permanent place to be built to worship the Creator. While God did not allow David to construct the temple because he was a man of war, David did prepare the materials and purchased the threshing floor from Aruna, the same location where Abraham offered Isaac. Here, Solomon would build an amazingly beautiful temple. 
But sadly, that temple would be destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar. After the Jewish Babylonian captivity, Zerubbabel would rebuild the Jewish temple, but much less grand than Solomon's. Later, King Herod the Great greatly expanded the Temple Mount platform and significantly enhanced the temple itself. This was the temple that Jesus frequented, and it was the temple that he predicted would be destroyed. There is still evidence of Solomon's and Herod's incredible feats of engineering, with massive stones making up the retaining wall still standing to this day. Mika and Shoshone Harari are making authentic biblical harps in Israel for the first time in thousands of years. Sadly, their harp workshop recently burned down due to wildfires set by arsonists. But they still had a hopeful outlook and were excited about being part of something miraculous. Many of their harps are now ready to be played in the Third Temple. In the prophets, there's a few of them that repeat this, and it says, in those days, I will call my children from the four corners of the earth, from the east and the west and the north and the south, and I will bring them back to their own land, and I will replant them, and they will never be uprooted again. Mm -hmm. It's like we who were wandering through the land of our own birth, like we were born in America, and we were looking for our perfect place, we couldn't be satisfied, like our feet. We went to the most beautiful places that exist, maybe in the world. Mm -hmm. We weren't satisfied, we didn't feel at home. And it said, I'll bring you back. We didn't have a choice. <laughs> it was at a certain point, it felt like something was like a cable was connected to us and it just drew us here. And we could have gone to Maui instead. <laughs> You know, so it's got to be something holy and, you know, prophetic and end of days to have brought us to the land at the end of days. And everything else that happened, we, we knew. But, you know, after we'd been here a little while, we knew that there was something very important going on and that we were sent here to bring the heart back. Discover more about the Third Temple and its significance in end times prophecy through the incredible resources offered by InGrace and Jim Scudder. Start with our beautiful prophecy chart, delivered straight to you completely free. Plus, when you donate to InGrace, you'll receive the incredible three-part video series, The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple, filmed in Israel. This series is designed to transport you visually and spark your curiosity about the pursuit to build the third temple. For donations of $150 or more, you will also receive a limited edition, original canvas print portraying the rebuilt temple in Jerusalem. Contact InGrace today at 800-78-GRACE. Explore more on ingraceradio.com or mail InGrace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Unveil the mysteries of the end times and the Jewish temple today. The world's foremost expert on the archaeology of the Temple Mount is Dr. Lane Rittmeyer. If anyone would know why this place is so important, it would be him. There's incredible public interest in the Temple Mount. It is the very center of 
millions of people's thoughts and prayers. Why is there so much interest around the world today for that geographic location, that piece of real estate that you had the opportunity of working on and, and measuring? That's why I spent years measuring, not only on top of the Temple Mount, but around it and even underneath mm -hmm. it. I um, surveyed the double gate tunnel and the triple gate and Solomon's tables. I spent a whole week inside the Golden Gate to, to measure it and make drawings. And so I know it inside out. The interest must be that Moses, or God told Moses, that he will choose a place to place his name there. And that If you read in Psalm 78, for example, first he talks about that mountain when he brought him out of Egypt, that's Mount Sinai, which his right hand had purchased. And then later in the Psalm, in verse 60, you read about he forsook Shiloh because it's a place where the tabernacle stood for a long time. But then he says, I, he chose the tribe of Judah and Mount Zion, which he loved. So you feel when you go to that place that there is something special. While filming in Jerusalem to bring you this series, we learned about a man who lived near Jericho who was bringing back ancient biblical plants for the first time in thousands of years. It's expected that the resin from his Balm of Gilead and other plants will be used for the third temple's incense. You're known or being known for bringing back biblical plants in Israel, which to me is, uh, it's kind of, a, it parallels the people of Israel, the Jewish people being reborn. And now all of these ancient uh, things like these plants are also being reborn alongside with you. And there are promises in the Bible that this will happen. So do you feel like you're part of something that's, that's pretty big? And yes, I know that I'm part of uh, something, uh, of a good thing. And are you a religious man? No. Are you, do you, do you have any sense of longing for this definitely, to, be, definitely, to resume? Definitely. I, I, I find out that uh, you can have a very strong faith even without being uh, religious. I, I believe that eventually the temple should be not only a building. What is really important is the ambience between the walls. Should be one of uh, tolerance, one of uh, acceptness, one of uh, people like each other, uh, less hate, less uh, bad stuff. Talking about the temple, so what do you see in the future? Do you feel that you might see it in your lifetime? I hope so. Um, that's why I believe that we were born, actually uh, at the time when we were born, that we are to be part of it. I mean, I can't, I don't have any guarantee about that, but um, I feel that our life has been in that direction, that we're going to be part of what's coming. And that's why I'm so excited. It's important therefore, especially for the Jews and for the Muslims, because after all, and the Christian, we all have Abraham in common. Mm -hmm. We all believe in Abraham, Ibrahim or Abraham or Abraham, whatever they call him, he was the ancestor of all three faiths. And that binds them all together. Mm -hmm. And so the Temple Mount is where the three monotheistic faiths, um, Christianity and, and Judaism and, and, and Islam, have their connection and they all want it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, they're all interested in it. And you see it is almost in the news every day, especially now we've got a very right 
wing government in Israel, mm-hmm. again under Benjamin Netanyahu, who had to make a coalition with very right-wing people who want to have great interest in the West Bank and in the Temple Mount, and I think we may see some fireworks. Uh, I mean, not literal fireworks, but political fireworks. Yes. <laughs> and you can see that all events are building up to it. People are drawn to it, whether they want it or not. <laughs> when Abraham was asked of God to go bring Isaac from Beersheba up to the mountains of Moriah, that God would select a mountain, the right one to go to, an important place to God. And Isaac, when they were getting there, said, where's the sacrifice? And Abraham said, God will provide himself the lamb. Yes. And so what does that mean to you, that that picture that was put forth by God of Abraham and Isaac, but then a couple thousand years later, there actually was a sacrifice of a son by a father. Now, he's from the land of Moriah, the whole of the eastern hill of Jerusalem, uh, from the Siloam pool, uh, going up City of David, uh, the Ophel, the Temple Mount, the Antonia and beyond, is the land of Mount Moriah. God has shown him one of the four peaks on which uh, that happened. Could you sacrifice your son? You couldn't, I couldn't. I got four sons, I couldn't sacrifice any of them. Where did Abram get the faith from to do that? Now, there were two sacrifices on Mount Moriah. We've got the binding of Isaac, but Isaac wasn't sacrificed. Uh, and he became, again, according to Hebrews 11, a type. Uh, Abram believed that God would raise him from the dead. And he represents the risen Christ. But there was another sacrifice. Have you ever wondered why Jesus had to wear a crown of thorns? Was it just a whim of the Roman soldiers? No, I don't think anything happened to Jesus by accident. The second sacrifice was the ram. And the ram had his horn, where he had his head with his horn caught in a thorn bush. He had thorns in his head. That ram was killed. And he represents the Christ that was crucified on the cross. But the binding of Isaac represents the, the risen Christ. So we got two sacrifices. One represented the crucifixion and the other one represented the, the, the resurrection. And that all happened there on Mount Moriah. Now, if that's not the most important connection we have with the Temple Mount, I don't know what else is. It is fascinating. It gives you a deeper insight in the events that took place thousands of years ago. And that makes a connection with the present and with the future. And that's the importance of, of work on the Temple Mount. All the things I've learned over the years by focusing on the Temple Mount, what happened to Mount Moriah through the ages, because they are all connected. The Bible says that those that have received Jesus, Yeshua, by faith, they believed in him, the one who is the Son of God, who came and lived a perfect life. He fulfilled the law and the prophets exactly as it was written. This Jesus is God in the flesh. He came and died for our sins on a cross. And if you will trust in him and him alone, not a religion, not trying to be good, not trying to be better because we are lost and we cannot be any better. We can never earn eternal life. Therefore, we put our trust in the perfect one 
The Bible says we pass from death to life. We are saved from hell to heaven. We are saved today, tomorrow, and forever. Then the Bible says that we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And so therefore, let us glorify God with our bodies, with ourselves, not to be saved, not to stay saved, but because we're saved. And my friends, that's the greatest news in the entire world. Discover more about the Third Temple and its significance in end times prophecy through the incredible resources offered by In Grace and Jim Scudder. Start with our beautiful prophecy chart, delivered straight to you completely free. Plus, when you donate to In Grace, you'll receive the incredible three-part video series, The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple, filmed in Israel. This series is designed to transport you visually and spark your curiosity about the pursuit to build the Third Temple. For donations of $150 or more, you will also receive a limited edition, original canvas print portraying the rebuilt temple in Jerusalem. Contact InGrace today at 800-78-GRACE. Explore more on ingraceradio.com or mail InGrace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Unveil the mysteries of the end times and the Jewish temple today. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in next week as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.